0: Welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm John Tanza in Washington working on this program very remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Monday, January 16, 2023. An official with the Greater Pibor administrative area says 23 people were killed and many others injured during an attack by gunmen in Ethiopian police uniform. The
1: attack
2: happened at a place near the wildlife force. They killed nine people from the local community. And Americans commemorate Martin
0: Luther Day. stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. Authorities in the Greater Pibor Administrative Area say at least 23 people were killed and dozens of others injured at Nyati Village over the weekend after an attack by armed men wearing Ethiopian police uniform. The Information Minister for the Greater Pibor Administrative Area is accusing Ethiopian security forces of meddling in South Sudan intercommunal conflict. Manyang David Maya reports from away from Juba.
1: Reached by phone from Pibor, Abraham. The information minister for the Greater People administrative area says the silence attacked village of Nyat hell Saturday, killing at least twenty-three people. <laughs>
2: The attack happened at a place near the wildlife force. They killed nine people from the local community, two women and three children, and they wounded 11 people, including women and children. 500 people have been displaced to the headquarters of the county, which is Jebelboma County.
1: Kilang says 14 attackers were also killed during the fighting. He says some of the assailants were wearing uniforms identified as that of the Ethiopia
2: National Police. The government of Greater Pibor Administrative Area is raising this concern to the national government to tell us why and Nuer of Ethiopia are interfering in an internal conflict in South Sudan and that its chief administrator, Lukali Amir, has gone to Juba to meet with officials in the national government.
1: South Sudan has tried contacting the Ethiopian embassy in Juba without success as the ambassadors say to have traveled to Addis. Sababa, Ethiopia. A political affairs officer at the embassy declined to comment, saying she is not authorised to speak to the media. In April 2016, the Ethiopian government says at least 208 people were killed when the Murule from the Greater Pibora administrative Area allegedly attacked villages in Ethiopia and abducted at least 125 children and 2,000 cattle. Since then, cross-border attacks have continued between communities along the border between South Sudan and Ethiopia. In March last year, Ethiopian Ambassador to South Sudan, Nabil Mahadi, called for an end to the cross-border attacks. Lang says since that time there have been fewer attacks by the Murle in South Sudan.
2: The youth of Pibor have continued to have some clashes with other youths from other South Sudanese communities, Nuer and Dinka, who are in this country. And these are some of the many issues we are working on. We are working hard to stop these clashes between the youths. Last month, youth from parts of Jonglei State attacked villages in
1: Greater Pibor Administrative Area. Killing and wounding an unspecified number of people and abducting dozens of women and children. Nicholas Asim, a special representative of the United Nations Secretary General and head of the UN Mission in South Sudan, says the mission helped rescue 68 children and women who were abducted during the clashes. ASOM says intercommunal violence poses a threat not only to the livelihoods of South Sudanese but could rail the implementation of the 2018 peace deal. For VOA News, Amanyang David Mayor in Juba.
0: A South Sudanese politician who disappeared in Juba last week was released Friday, shortly after his daughter spoke to this program. Charles Kisanga, who once served as a state minister of information in Western Equatoria State, posted on his Facebook page, quote, I was free this evening and well, I would like to correct news circulating that the national security kidnapped me. I'm sure the government was not involved. I will make a full statement when I'm given the protection and permission of the government to do so, end of quote. He told this program he was picked by hired soldiers but declined to provide details. The UN's Children's Agency, UNICEF, has handed over life-saving supplies worth about 300,000 US dollars to support Malawi's fight against cholera outbreak, which has killed more than 700 people, including 104 children, since it began in March. Lamek Massina
3: reports from Blantyre. The supplies include acute watery diarrhea kits, high-performance stents, antibiotics, and other medicines and medical supplies. The donation follows Malawi President Lazarus Chiaquiela's December 5 declaration of a public health emergency and appeal for local and international support in the fight against the cholera outbreak. Rudolf Schwenk is the country representative for UNICEF in Malawi. We will continue to support the Ministry of Health to scale up the cholera response. And we fully appreciate the
0: tireless efforts from frontline health and community workers to manage the influx of cholera cases. With more than 6,200 children already affected and more than 100 deaths,
3: the spread of this outbreak is a threat to the health and well-being of children. UNICEF says it secured the supplies and chartered a special flight to Malawi with support from the European Civil Protection and Humanitarian Aid Operations. Statistics from the Public Health Institute of Malawi show that as of Thursday, the disease had killed 773 people, including 104 children. And resulted in twenty-three thousand two hundred and seventeen cases since the outbreak started in March last year. Maziko Martin by his community health ambassador in Malawi. He says the supplies come at a time when Malawi is in critical need of them. This call upon on
2: government and uh, its key stakeholders to find a mechanism on how to prepare emergency of this nature, because they, they will be keep on coming.
3: Cholera is an acute diarrhoea infection caused by ingesting food or water contaminated with the bacteria. The disease affects both children and adults, and if untreated, can kill within hours. The Malawi Minister of Health says the fatality rate of the outbreak is now at 3.33%, much higher than the recommended 1% global threshold. Lamek Masina for VUE News, Blantyre, Malawi.
0: A news report finds nearly a billion people in the world's poor countries are treated for often life-threatening conditions in healthcare facilities that lack reliable electricity supply. A joint report by the World Health Organization, the World Bank and the International Renewable Energy Agency, entitled Energizing Health, Accelerating Electricity Access in Healthcare Facilities, has just been issued. Lisa Schlein reports from Geneva.
4: Health officials say electricity access in healthcare facilities can make the difference between life and death. Heather Adair Rohani is acting unit head, air quality, energy and health at the World Health Organization. She says it is critical that healthcare facilities have a reliable, always functioning electricity supply available.
5: Imagine going to a healthcare facility with no lights, with no opportunity to have a baby warmer functioning, to have medical devices uh, functioning and powered at all the time. It's absolutely fundamental that we have this electricity. This is often overlooked infrastructure aspect of healthcare facilities that are is desperately needed to continue to provide care to those most
4: vulnerable populations in low- and middle-income countries. The report finds more than 1 in 10 health facilities in South Asia and sub-Saharan African countries lack any electricity access. It adds power is unreliable for half of all facilities in sub-Saharan Africa. It notes electricity is needed to power the most basic devices such as lights and refrigeration as well as devices. That measure vital signs like heartbeat and blood pressure. It says increasing the electrification of healthcare facilities is essential to save lives. Adair Rohani adds, it is important to maintain these systems once they are installed to ensure their reliability and functionality. How reliable re- decentralized renewable electricity in
5: healthcare facilities can really ensure the resilience of climate change for healthcare facilities, so that they can provide care in, in the most dire circumstances and provides emergency preparedness so that, yes, indeed, when there is a hurricane or floods or what have you, they still are able to
4: have some form of power to provide emergency care as needed. Authors of the report say healthcare systems and facilities increasingly are affected by the accelerating impacts of climate change. They say decentralized, sustainable, renewable energy solutions are available. For example, they note solar photovoltaic systems are cost effective and clean and can be rapidly deployed on site. The authors say building climate resilient healthcare systems can meet the challenges of a changing climate while ensuring the delivery of quality healthcare services. Lisa Schlein for VOA News, Geneva.
0: You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, Americans, Mark Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Find out why.
4: What do you think? People
3: speak out on important questions. Today, what
2: are you thankful for? I'm thankful for life. The fact that I
3: am able to live a full life and be able to do the kind of things that I want to do. I'm very thankful for my life, my children and my job. My job helps me to get money. I'm very, very thankful for that.
5: I thank Allah for my life and for my parents.
2: I'm grateful because I've attained at least education. Uh, The education is going to help me get a job and get other opportunities in life.
3: I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my husband, my children, and all the lovely friends of mine who have been helpful to me. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA.
0: You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. The officially recognized baptism site of Jesus is drawing thousands to Jordan as COVID restrictions drop and the country is boosting religious tourism. The Catholic Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem was at the eastern bank of the River Jordan for pilgrimage and mass and said it could be a place of unity as tensions grow in the Middle East. Galvak reports.
5: Jordanian scouts played backpipes as thousands of festive pilgrims and visitors descended on the site where John the Baptist is believed to have baptized Jesus. The New Testament of the Bible says the event took place on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, known as Bethany beyond the Jordan, or in Arabic as al maktas Three Catholic popes, St. John Paul II, Benedict XVI, and Francis, have all visited and prayed at this UNESCO World Heritage Site. Rustem McJallian is the Director General of Jordan. Jordan's Baptism Site Commission and explained to VOA the area's importance. The Baptism site of Jesus Christ is a world headed site that belongs to mankind. We Jordanians
0: are the custodians. Without the care and custodianship of the Hashemite family led by his majesty, we would never have achieved what's been achieved by now through the recent history of the rediscovery of the site. Everybody on earth deserves to visit the site and
5: walk in the place of John and Jesus. The centuries, the area has been commemorated as the site of Jesus' baptism by John the Baptist. But over the years, Roman and Byzantine churches, a monastery, hermit caves, and baptismal pools were destroyed by earthquakes and the rivers flooding, and the location became uncertain. Starting 25 years ago, after the area between Jordan and Israel was cleared of landmines from Arab-Israeli conflicts, archaeological discoveries reaffirmed the traditional site. Jordan now wants to develop an adjacent area to provide more services to visitors, enabling them to have a longer stay, but it needs funding. The Catholic Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, Archbishop Pier Battista Pizabella, says the baptismal site could be inspirational in the search for peace in the Middle East and other places where divisions have taken hold.
2: Unfortunately, thing in all Middle East, a lot of tensions, divisions, borders, barriers, while we think that our future is to be united in our diversities. This place for all, and we hope that this place could become a small example that peace, if we want, is possible here.
5: Jordanian banker Basil Ishtada visiting the site told VOA that Jordanians would love for everyone around the world to join us in this special place of prayer. Dale Gaflack for VOA News, Bethany Beyond the Jordan.
0: More than 2,700 world leaders will seek solutions for multiple global crises when they convene at the World's Economic Forum, at the World's Economic Forum's annual meeting this week. Lisa Schlein reports from Geneva.
4: This auspicious gathering includes 52 heads of state, leaders in business, finance and culture, as well as humanitarians and members of civil society from 130 countries. More than 5,000 Swiss Army soldiers will be on hand to guarantee security and ensure any protests do not get out of hand. The theme of this year's meeting is cooperation in a fragmented world. After emerging from three years of pandemic isolation, delegates once again will be meeting in person. During the week, they will address critical political, economic and social issues that demand urgent attention. Klaus Schwab is founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. He says this personal interaction will create the necessary level of trust to bring people
0: One of the root causes of this fragmentation is actually a lack of cooperation. This, in turn, increases fragmentation in society and leads even more to short-term and self-serving policymaking. It's a truly vicious circle.
4: Schwab says the erosion of trust between the government and business sectors must be stopped. He says cooperation must be reinforced and conditions for a strong and durable recovery created. Managing Director of the Forum, Mirek Jusek, says world leaders will be encouraged to work together on such interconnected issues as energy, climate and nature. He says discussion on the economy and society will take center stage.
6: On the economy, we're going to be putting a lot of emphasis on infrastructure, and particularly how do we make sure that the investments around infrastructure, particularly around clean energy infrastructure? How do we make sure that this leads to new growth, growth that is more inclusive and makes us more resilient um, in the future? Of course, we'll also be looking at social vulnerabilities that are stemming from these crises.
4: Dignitaries attending the meeting include German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, South Korean President Yoon Sakyol, South African President Cyril Ramaphosa, and U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. U.S. President Joe Biden will not be coming to Davos. However, U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Climate John Kerry will be present. A high-level delegation from Ukraine is expected to come to Davos. Forum officials say their names are not being disclosed for security reasons. They say several sessions related to the war in Ukraine will be held. They add Russia is not expected to attend. Lisa Schlein for VOA News, Geneva.
0: President Joe Biden made historic pilgrimage to America's Freedom Church to mark Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, saying democracy was at a dangerous moment and that the civil rights leader's life and legacy show us the way and we should pay attention.
6: Just a while ago, the wriggling ceremony for uh, this occasion just finished. Uh, the key uh, note speaker was the Honourable Linda Thomas Greenfield's so United States Ambassador to the United Nations. And um, she essentially talked about the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. and also spoke about the fact that um, he continues to be someone who is very strong as far as the civil rights movement in the United States is concerned, uh, talked about the uh, disparities and discrimination that are within the state itself, especially with racial uh, discrimination and economic inequality. She she also spoke about the fact that, yes, uh, the country is not where it should be, but a lot of progress uh, uh, have been made uh, since, you know, the assassination of Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. Uh, the theme for today's occasion is a day of reflection and reconciliation. We saw one of the sons of the late Martin Luther King Jr. also uh, speak. Uh, he spoke from a place of hope. He spoke from a place of peace. And... and essentially rallied uh, the country to uh, be of service to to humanity, be of service to one another, because that's exactly uh, what the late uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood for. And Martin Luther King Jr. would have
2: been 94 uh, yesterday. And of course, today is a federal holiday, national holiday. Uh, Is there anything special Uh, that people are telling you about this year's marking of Martin Luther King Day?
6: Well, I've spoken to quite a number of people who uh, have been at this uh, memorial today to to commemorate this day. And for them, they continue to stand on the shoulders. They continue to stand on the legacy of the late Martin Luther King Jr. as they uh, just watch the uh, memorial with the inscription uh, just across it that, uh, you know, hope, hope, hope is what uh, they hope for. They hope that, yes, indeed, a lot of work has been done, but they hope that the country will get to a point where... Black Lives Matter would no longer be a funny issue, would no longer be a controversial issue as it is as of now because essentially uh, black people have continuously uh, been been facing a lot of uh, uh, hardships uh, in the country. And for them, just as they look at the tomb that says, out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope is what they are carrying with today as they reflect... As they commemorate uh,
3: this day, this is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa.
6: The World
0: Health Organization and Africa Center for Disease Control say we
2: all can help fight the global pandemic by frequently washing our hands with soap and water or using hand sanitizers. For more
0: information on protecting yourself and others, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa Center for Disease Control. And remember to listen to VOA for the latest on COVID-19.
3: That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa.
2: This is a message
0: in the public interest from VOA Africa.
3: Hello, I'm VOA health correspondent, Linor Moudou. The World Health Organization and Africa Centers for Disease Control say we all can help fight the coronavirus pandemic by wearing face masks that cover our mouths and noses when we are in crowded areas. For more information, check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC and remember to listen to VOA for the latest news on COVID-19.
2: That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa.
4: us a message on plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one tell us what's happening in your area or give us your feedback on the stories you hear on south sudan in focus we look forward to hearing from you on whatsapp that number again plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one
0: one that's all we prepared for you this monday don't forget to check out for all your favorite programs and news updates if you missed this broadcast go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash south sudan we now leave you with bob marley and the song stand up for your rights <laughs>
7: Heaven is on the deer. I know you don't know what life is really worth. It's a art that needs a school. We and go to heaven in Jesus name. Lord, we know when we understand that God is a living man. You can fool some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time. So now we.
0: Listening to Bob Marley and the song "Stand Up for Your Rights." I'm your host, John Tanza, in Washington. Thanks for taking time to be with us. Remember to join us tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America.
7: I know you don't know what life is really worth. It's a whole We'll